You're listening to the No What For Real podcast. A space where we respectfully keep it real on issues that affect Black women. From dating and relationships to mental health and more. Our latest episode is coming up next, so keep listening. Hey, No But For Real crew, we are back with another episode of No But For Real podcast. I am your host, Ashley Allen. And of course, who else is joining me but the lovely Christine Alexis. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about when enough is enough. Okay. I know you guys have had relationships relationships with uh, either a significant other or family members or whatever it may be where you just kind of we're playing this yo-yo game you know you're going back and forth not really making decisions not really setting boundaries so what is it and how is it that you determine when I'm done enough is enough okay and it happens with friendships too and I feel like we've kind of covered that in a previous episode if you guys haven't listened to it go ahead and go back through our catalog and listen to toxic relationships where we talk about this in the friendship aspect. Um, So yeah, go ahead and check that out. Christine, how does this, first of all, before we get into the topic, how do you feel about just the, just the topic of enough is enough in general? Is it something that makes you nervous? Are you excited to talk about this? (laughs) I'm excited to talk about it and nervous just because like you mentioned before, we kind of started this conversation in a previous episode. And I feel like in general, that's kind of been the theme of 2021 going into 2022. I know we're in March by now, but like still, I feel like it's the vibes of like, like you said, whether it's in relationships, family, or in your life, just things not going the way you want and just feeling like enough is enough. Kind of want to unpack that here and give you, hopefully give you guys something to take away from this with how to deal in those moments. And you know, really just understanding what it means to set boundaries. Cause I feel like that's like what at, what's at the root of this convo, no? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, I feel like that's at the, at the root of any type of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to set the boundaries and set the boundaries that you want, not what someone else tells you that you should do. They think that you need, but really going through and deciding what's best for you. 100%. And I feel like, I mean, if you've been on Instagram lately and just on social media in general, I feel like this is such a huge topic right now. So it's definitely not coming out of random, you know, with us wanting to bring this up because I feel like a lot of the times, like it's so much easier to speak from what's going on in our own personal lives. For me, for example, just diving in, I feel like uh, I tend to reach that enough is enough phase or or um, feeling in my romantic relationships a lot quicker than I would like. <laughs> and it's definitely <laughs> something that I'm like learning to unpack. Is it like, am I just attracting the wrong people? Am I not seeing the right signs? But I constantly just find myself being frustrated with not getting enough, <laughs> ironically, like either mm-hmm. not enough reciprocation of feelings, expression of, of your feelings. Um, and just like being on the same page. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, you can't expect somebody to follow a script in their mind if like, they don't know your expectations and whatnot, but like, it is frustrating when you are trying to like intentionally date and be upfront with people and just like have fun. And, and you feel like your needs still aren't being met at the bare minimum. Oh yeah, for sure. I know for me, I feel like my enough is enough point. I feel like it kind of comes from me, the old people pleaser part of me. Touch on it. Touch on it. I can relate. And me just not wanting to 
hurt anyone's feelings because I'm I'm the type of person where I'll take 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 until I don't anymore and once I've reached that point where I'm not going to take it anymore like it really is over which can be a good and a bad thing I think it's good because I feel like I give chances and I allow people grace and I allow myself grace for room and for growth and forgiveness or whatever it is but I also think that it's a negative thing because it can cause for an explosion of emotions you know what I'm saying so it's something that I've I've I feel like I've I teeter with that part of me and that emotion in me for a while and it's something that I I I try to I try to use it on a case-by-case situation now I definitely feel like in romantic situations it's definitely been I've been way more lenient and have accepted more which I feel like is a relatable thing don't don't you think as women we kind of accept more do you think in relationships when it comes with a partner? I think so. It's so funny that you even brought that up because that was like a big trending topic on Twitter the other day. Um, Some girl tweeted something along the lines of like, ladies will give their man like 50, 11 chances, but if I miss one birthday dinner, I'm out. (laughs) Like that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, obviously we're laughing because like it's kind of true. Like we've definitely you know, either been in that position or found ourselves on the receiving end of someone letting us know enough was enough, you know, over something that could be arguably kind of petty that we would maybe give our partner some more grace on. I don't know. Do you think that's a woman thing? Ooh, I do. I think it's a woman thing. <laughs> it might, yeah, it might be because I feel like boys don't have, and I hate using the word boys, like not young boys, but like boys, you know what I mean? Like groups of men who are friends. They don't seem to have those type of falling outs the same way that we do. They don't care about the birthday dinners, but I I feel like, I feel like as women, we put so much into our friendships and we lean on each other. Not that guys don't, and I can only speak from this because I'm a woman, but like, I feel like sisterhood is such a sacred thing. And I feel like we're so emotionally vulnerable with each other that those, those relationships mean a lot. So if you disappoint me in areas where maybe I feel like you wouldn't, like it may hurt a little bit more. It it does hurt. It definitely hits something different, whether it's like a friendship or your especially family family too, when you're like, damn, I didn't expect you to let me down. Mm-hmm. But I guess one thing I'm learning in this stage of my life right now is when it's necessary to extend grace and to whom, you know, because there was like a really great line in one of the recent episodes of Euphoria where the character said, like, it's it's reasonable to lose a little faith in someone when they let you down enough times, you know? So you have to like manage those expectations, but like also leave room for people to like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Do you believe in second chances to that effect and just allowing people room to change? I do, but to a certain extent, because I wholeheartedly believe in the quote, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm. I wholeheartedly believe that. I also allow room for people to change or to learn, you know, because as people, we, we, we all shouldn't stay the same. You know what I'm saying? We should, we should be allowed room to learn things, not only from, you know, from the people in your life. I feel like if you're surrounded around the, the right people, they are going to teach you things, especially about yourself. If you guys have an honest relationship. So yes, I do believe in second chances, but I also believe you have, it has to be genuine. I don't believe anyone should change behaviors or anything like that based off of if you don't really want to or if you don't really believe in it. So, yes, I do. But I caution I'm I'm cautious after that. That's fair. That's fair. Because, you know, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. You got to let everything play out. So when when you decide enough is enough. 
let's say, let's, let's say in a relationship, how do you set those boundaries? Like, what does that look like? How do you communicate that to your partner? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I can speak for myself as someone who's dating um, and like in and out of a situation with someone, but just, you know, having been at that crossroads before, I definitely struggle with setting those boundaries. Like, I think I'm actually so much better at it with my friendships than I am (laughs) with guys, because obviously like you're vulnerable in a different way. Like your feelings are involved. And sometimes it's like the hardest thing to, to vocalize, but I think you have to just really be real with yourself about like not disrespect, like what, how can you move in a way that respects you and respects them, Mm -hmm. you know, and like where you guys are at, because trying to fit, something that's not you know that doesn't fit to work out is just it's gonna be painful like in my situation the guy I was talking to like we kind of reached a point where it was like oh do we want to be in a relationship um together and I was very much ready and he was not but still wanted to like carry on the same way and talk every day and do all the same things that's tricky it's it's like bruh like, oh, I'm going to break your heart, but you know, what? I'm going to give you some some sticky tape and then we're going to talk every day. And then like, that'll be fine. Right. Like, no, it's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was when I definitely blew up and said, you know, enough is enough. I deserve more, obviously. And I think it all comes down to like delivery, because even me feeling right in my need to set boundaries and express myself mm-hmm. and feeling like I was wrong and all that. I still feel like there's a way to do it to actually make your point stick, you know, like, yeah. I could blow up. Trust me. I'm Listen, Gemini's, we have tempers. But like, <laughs> if I really wanted to stick, I'm going to say it in a way that's like, wow, you're going to go to bed thinking about that. <laughs> yes. And that's such a good point, because if you don't deliver it in the right way, it's not going to be received. I know that, that that was something that like I learned when I was dating was I feel like in my dating years, I was learning how to set boundaries. I I wasn't able to do it yet. Or I would say even be honest with myself about what my boundaries were. Again, because I was a people pleaser. I didn't want to upset anyone. And I'm still that way. But I've learned how important those boundaries are for myself and my happiness. So that was something that when I met my husband, that it was super important to express those off the top. And thank God that he was in that same place where we were able to express what our boundaries were so that there was no confusion how to move forward and what we expected not only of each other but how to hold ourselves accountable because I wasn't I was not doing that when I was dating and that was a hard lesson that I learned it's a hard lesson for us all to learn especially you know if you're in that stage of life or have been or are about to embark on that and it's so funny that you actually you know mentioned that your husband was better at it um going in going into the relationship because I remember your first date. He was the one who straight up told you, I want a wife. He sounds like someone who knows what he wants, what his boundaries are and all of the above. So I could totally see that. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about dating is it is a time where you learn those boundaries. You learn what you want and what you don't want. So I look at past relationships as a learning tool. For myself personally, I can't say that I've had a absolutely terrible experience. Of course, everything wasn't peaches and cream, but I can definitely look back and say, hey, I learned this. Whether it was a good time or a bad time, I always want to take take it as a learning lesson and and help me move forward. So that's a conscious decision that I've made for myself, which I feel like leads us into our next thing that we want to get into is closure. So 
when you've decided enough is enough, let's say you want to call this relationship quits, it's over. And let's say the guy wants to come back to you. He wants closure. He wants to talk about what happened, what went wrong, this, this, and this. And this is after you guys have already stated you've broken up and why you've broken up. But he wants a secondary conversation. Do you believe in closure? And would you give him that closure? Oh, um, I do believe in closure. I guess that's like the optimistic part of me. I I found it in different stages of my life, but it's never come from the person that I want or expect it to come from. It's almost always come from myself. So it's mm-hmm. like me making peace with the situation. Um, that being said, there were definitely a couple of times where, um, you know, I allowed those conversations to happen. And it's like more, more often than not, it made me resent the person even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please, like, did you really drag me out here to like reiterate the fact or yeah. like, you know, stroke your ego a little bit? Cause that's usually what that combo ends up being, in my opinion. It's like absolutely just just a whole monologue I could skip. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I used to believe in closure 100 percent Because again, I feel like everyone should be allowed to speak their peace. And again, I say this, I be- I do believe this is a case-by-case situation, but I feel like at this point in my life, I'm 50-50. In most cases, I don't think closure is necessary because I feel like if you guys are mature enough and you are able to communicate, you should be able to, you should be able to have that closure conversation when, while the relationship is ending. But what I'm not going to do is a whole month later, come have a meetup and and rehash the situation. No, it's done. It's over. There's nothing left for us to talk about. I don't want to sit here and cry in public. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make you rehash the situation and just open, reopen uh, an old wound. Closure conversations is not necessarily, a lot of people aren't actually looking for closure. They're looking to say their peace. They're looking to make their ego for them to feel better about the situation. And you can say it's for closure. You can say it's for the other person, but I really don't, I don't think that that's the, that's the case. I've been in a situation where I've been asked for closure and I said, nope, we already talked about this. There's nothing left to talk about. Sorry. Right. So I guess in that case, closure is, closure is actually really subjective because in that scenario, you feel like you've already got it because you deaded the situation, but that person still feels like, oh, they need it. <sighs> it's a tricky thing because it's like, on the one hand, you could be like, now nah, I'm good. And then now that person's left with an emotional hangup. But then, you know, technically- But is that, your pro- is that your problem? Exactly. It's not. <laughs> You don't need to do emotional labor for someone after they've already hurt you and told you that they don't want to be with you. Ooh, like, emotional labor. Like, no. period. That is something I feel Black women do a little too much of. Since, you know, we're talking about it on the pod. And just women in general, I feel like, you know, we actually do take a lot of accountability and do a lot of emotional labor that isn't always returned when we need it. You know, like, we're Absolutely. always expected to be super strong when sometimes we want to be a little soft and, like, have that emotional labor directed towards us. And it rarely ever is. That actually is a little off topic. But this reminds me of something that I saw on social media you know, when Kanye, he's having his his situations and they're like, oh, he needs a black woman to fix him. No, he doesn't. There's nothing that we can do to fix him. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a problem. The only thing that can fix him is therapy 
And if his mother was able to come back, because that's that's what it is. Yeah, we're not healers. We're not mules. We're not rehabilitation centers. We're not the cure. I mean, I know that, yes, Black girl magic exists. Yes, we are supernatural beings who we, we really do do it all. But yeah. that's not our job to do so, you know, if we choose not to. And I just hate that that's the default. But <laughs> very valid tangent right there. I don't know. I would love to hear what you guys think about closure. Like, jump into our comment section. Tell us, do you think if closure is necessary and is it subjective is it for the person who's asking for it or is it an ego thing I would really like to know because me and my husband had a really really long conversation about this and honestly it wasn't until that conversation where I was like hmm closure might not actually be necessary definitely curious to hear what our noble frill fam thinks about it we're definitely gonna have a post about this on instagram so you can drop your thoughts there we'd also love to hear some ideas from you guys about what you want to hear from us like we love talking about things that are important to us and that really strike a chord but if there is something that you really need to get off your chest with us like please maybe we need to figure out a way to have people call in like that would be so cool Oh yeah, for sure. Like we'll we'll figure that out. I'm I'm sh- I'm sure there's a way to do that. So in all of this, you know, when enough is enough, setting boundaries, the conversation of closure, in all of that, all those experiences and all of the lessons that are wrapped up in that. What can you say that you've learned about yourself and what you want when it comes to setting these boundaries? I think the biggest thing that I've learned when it comes to setting boundaries is that you are responsible for your own happiness. At the end of the day, it's people are going to do what they do, but it's how you react that's going to either send you on your merry way or leave you miserable. And as somebody who has struggled my whole life with being reactionary and also overthinking a lot and being in my own head, like a lot of these situations where I didn't get closure. And on the other hand, when I did have all literally all taught me that at the end of the day, it's, it, it it may never always be like 100% perfect of what you wanted to hear. So you need to be able to find that in yourself and be able to move on for yourself because everyone who I've had issues with where it led to me needing closure from them, they're, they've moved on. They're doing their own thing. So that's mm-hmm. always a reminder to me of like, girl, just focus on yourself and like make sure you're good at the end of the day. I'm going to flip this question back on you, Ashley. What have you learned about closure, setting boundaries, relationships, when enough is enough, and how you've learned to move th- through that. So what I've learned is that communication and honesty are the most important things. So in that honesty can be shot a few different ways. Not only do you need to be honest with your partner or the person that you're dating or your best friend that you may be having a situation with, you need to be honest with yourself. And being with your honest, honest with yourself will then lead you to being honest with others. Um, Mm. Because at the end of the day, if you're not fulfilled, it's at some point it's going to show its head. So honesty, it has been the biggest thing and and trusting yourself because that I mean, that that gut feeling that's that is a real thing. And I've learned how valuable it is as life goes on and to actually trust on it and act on it. Treat people the the way that you want to be treated and, and handle people gently. You know, um, Mm. like you said earlier, it's all about how you speak to people and how you communicate. Hide hide the medicine and the candy. You don't have to be mean, but you do need to be honest. That's a word. That is a word. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't have said it any better, honestly. Like, I think you wrapped that up perfectly for us. 
Thank you so much for having this conversation. I'm just like, especially when it came to that closure question, I'm like, I wonder what Christine is going to think about this. Because this, this, be this can be a touchy, a touchy question for some people. Yes. And I got to say, I'm so glad that you brought it up for us to talk about on the pod because you kept me on my toes here. I'm like, oh, you're striking a nerve, girls. This is a hard <laughs> one. But those are the conversations that we love to have on here, obviously, so we could just peel back the layers and keep it real. And I honestly feel like every time we have these convos on the pod, I find myself like thinking about it all week, like, wow, that's really how I feel. And just like constant self-reflection and introspection and all of that. So yeah. Love it. And we're going to keep the conversation going, obviously, all season long. Coming up on our next episode, you guys definitely got to tune in. This one is for us, okay? We are talking all things Black hair, our cringeworthy moments, some of our highlights, just do's and don'ts, and how we've learned to accept our hair on our own natural hair journey. I, I don't know about you. I love me a weave every now and again, a wig, natural hair, all of it. But I know I've had my shares of ups and downs, and I know you had too. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, learning to love and, and wear my natural hair has been a journey. So I cannot wait to discuss this with you because this is a fun but but touchy topic. So people out there, when I wear my hair natural, don't touch it because we're yeah. going to be talking about that too. We are not pets, okay? We, oh, Lord. I need that like written in the sky. We are not pets. <laughs> that is just so good. But until next week, you guys can keep up with us once again on Instagram at No But For Real Podcast and follow our individual pages. If you want to see some cool content, you can catch me at Christine I. Alexis. And you guys know where to find me at Ashley Reed Ellen. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.